You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well. We'll have to get you ahead on a Friday edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to preview BYU taking on Pacific in men's basketball. A game put together on short notice. What do we know about the Tigers despite their having played only eight games so far this season? We'll dig into that. We'll also talk a little bit BYU football. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A full weekend of BYU sports. A lot of different from programs inside the BYU Athletic Department going to be in action this weekend. We'll run them down so that way you know where you can find them if you're trying to watch them as well. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, as well as our good friends at Squire & Company. Wow, a lot of good friends, but we'll tell you about all of them later on throughout today's podcast. All right, there you go, the roadmap of where we're going today, so let's waste no more time and dive right in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 29th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. This is officially the last podcast of January. Of course, it'll be February 1st come Monday when we kick off a new month. and looking forward to that. But I want to thank you guys. Uh, first month of the year traditionally is one of the toughest months in terms of download numbers, but they've remained very, very strong. So a big thank you for all of your support. Those of you that are new to the, new to the podcast, those of you have been my longtime friends and listeners, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the show as always. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, whichever podcast provider you are using. That way you never miss an episode because as I, as I am fond of saying, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day as well as the passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So that way you are the smartest BYU fan in the room when you're talking with your family and friends. All right, getting going here on a Friday edition of the show. BYU men's basketball is going to be in action tomorrow after all. Obviously, the game against San Francisco was postponed earlier this week due to COVID concerns within the Dons program, so they will not be making the trip to Provo, which means that BYU had a game against Pacific set up for February 8th, and that game got moved up to tomorrow. 4 o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. The game will be televised on CBS Sports Network. That way you can watch it. also be streamed on their online site, CBS Sports Network. Just search it out online if you want to find that. So it's a nationally televised uh, cable game. And the interesting thing about this is when I was doing my research on this, I had kind of overlooked how little Pacific actually has played this year, folks. They are 5-3 and three on the season. They're 2-2 two and two in West Coast Conference play, but they have played the least, no, actually tied for the least amount of games in the West Coast Conference. San Diego has also played eight games this season, so there's just not been a lot of opportunity to see Pacific in 
action and really get a good feel for them. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about personnel you need to know about, etc. here in just a moment. But for comparison's sake, BYU coming off that loss against Pepperdine, well, they have played 17 games. They have played over twice as many games as Pacific has. And obviously, Pacific has had their issues with COVID. Uh, other programs they've been uh, said scheduled to face have also had their own issues. So it's not all their fault, but the fact that they've only played eight games makes them a little bit of a mystery coming into this one. As I mentioned, uh, they are 2-2 two and two in West Coast Conference play. They opened up uh, WCC action with back-to-back wins over Santa Clara and Loyola Marymount at home, and then they went on the road and lost to Pepperdine 85-68, to and they got absolutely pasted by number one Gonzaga, 95-49. to uh, BYU should come into this game quite confident in their chances of of taking down Damon Stoudemire's team. Uh, Pacific traditionally has been one of the more physical teams that kind of take on the persona of their head coach. Uh, Stoudemire, if you remember watching him play in the NBA, especially for the Portland Trailblazers, he was one of the grittiest, toughest dudes in the NBA during his heyday. And he has kind of uh, built that into his team, his team's, there in Stockton. Uh, Dennis Jenkins is their leading scorer at 13.6 points per game through eight games played this year. Also adding just over three rebounds and under about a 1.5 assists per game. Also averages one steal a game. It's interesting to see that. He is not a good three-point shooter, at least uh, so far this season. Just 21.7% from beyond the arc. Does a lot of his work on the interior. Jeremiah Bailey, their star forward, he's the second-leading scorer with 10.3 points per game, also adding 7.4 rebounds. Interestingly enough, he's actually shooting the three at a pretty high clip, 37.5%, but as a team, uh, Pacific not shooting it very well this season. 28.7% as a team. So this is a game where I think you're going to see more of a traditional style from Pacific where they're going to try and pound it inside. That should give BYU's bigs an opportunity, I think, to have an advantage. But as I talked about earlier this week on yesterday's podcast, in fact, BYU has to avoid the hangover effect of a loss like they suffered at Pepperdine. You cannot allow that loss to carry over to this game and you suffer a loss that would absolutely hurt and really hurt your NCAA tournament chances. I think that Mark Pope will have his guys engaged. Uh, Let's remind everybody, Mark Pope has yet to lose back-to-back games, uh, West Coast Conference games, since joining uh, BYU as their head coach. So he knows how to get his team motivated, and they will be ready to go. Uh, Jeremiah Bailey is an interesting player. He's a junior from Fairbanks, Alaska, 6'6", 220 pounds. So he's not the biggest forward in the world, but he is going to be a problem, I think, for BYU, just in his ability to play outside-in. And you're going to have to probably, I would think, put Caleb Lohner on him, see how he does in that role. And I think Lohner's more than capable of matching up with him. Lohner's actually got a size advantage on a guy like Bailey. But we'll find out what happens. I I just look at this matchup, and I'm intrigued because... There are still some unknowns about Pacific, but their lack of having played consistently, I think is going to have them a little bit out of sync, and that should lead to BYU having an advantage in this game. And just That's my opinion. I'm, I'm speaking from my, from my personal opinion on this, but I do think that BYU should be plenty motivated. They, they 
crap the bed, for lack of a better term, and I apologize for the crass terminology there, but I, they went and they should have had that game against Pepperdine. You were up 11 points in the second half at one point, and then in the final minute, you turn it over three times, don't get a shot off that could have tied it up. It just, it was a debacle. There's no doubt about that. And now you have to avoid allowing the feeling of, okay, we should have done better in that game, carry over to this where you press a little bit and it affects you as you try and figure things out against a tough, hard-nosed Pacific team. Uh, This is one of the teams, kind of the antithesis of most West Coast Conference teams where they seem to be more finesse. Pacific really brings it. They're, they're not the biggest team in the world. I think they only have two guys listed over six foot ten on their roster. Uh, so BYU should have a notable size advantage in this game. Playing on their home court at the Marriott Center obviously will help the Cougars. Having family and friends there in support. I know Mark Pope talked last night on his coach's show with Greg Rubel on BYU TV that he's, he's efforting to try and get fans to be able to go to games at the Marriott Center. Uh, many of you have reached out to me, by the way, and said, hey, Jake, you work for the Utah Jazz, and they're allowing 1,500 fans per game. Why is BYU not allowed to do that? I don't have a good answer for you on that. I have asked people around about it. Some people have told me it's a state thing. Other people have told me it's BYU opting not to put fans in the stands. I don't know where the truth lies. Somewhere in the middle, obviously. That's always kind of how it goes, but... I think that playing at home, BYU should have that home court advantage even without 18,000 fans in the stands. They'll have uh, tens of fans in the stands uh, with their family and friends there, mainly family because they're not allowing really friends to go to the games. But I think this is a good game for BYU to bounce back, get to 14-4 and on the season. As we've also talked about earlier on this week, BYU has to avoid any other losses, I think, down the stretch here against teams other than Gonzaga. You can afford to lose to number one Gonzaga. That's very clear, and that's what you're expected to do, but you can't lose games like Pacific. So you got to get this game out of the way. It's a quick turnaround as BYU has to go play on Tuesday, but nonetheless, you have to take advantage of this and get ready and just be ready for it. The The nice part is, is the consistent nature of playing games for BYU actually, I think, benefits them as they continue to get better. They're going to be back on the road on Tuesday in Jenny Craig Pavilion down there in San Diego taking on the Toreros. So you play Saturday, you take Sunday off because BYU doesn't practice or anything on Sunday. You, you have a, maybe a walkthrough, a meeting on Monday. You fly to San Diego and then you play Tuesday night. So there's some quick games in succession here for BYU. The biggest thing is you cannot afford losses to either of these teams. The Toreros and the Tigers... They're just not that good. And if you lose to them, they're going to hurt a lot worse than the loss to Pepperdine did, especially when it comes to the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, and they're looking at at your net rating. So go take care of business if you're BYU. Bounce back and then uh, rest up and get ready for another quick game on Tuesday down there in San Diego. Games are coming hot and heavy here, obviously, but the good news is BYU just plowing through their schedule, and I'm looking forward to seeing them back on the court tomorrow afternoon. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will catch up on some of the news and notes involving BYU football, a new quarterback commitment who's a preferred walk-on who just right up the road in Orem at Orem High School, Micah Fea. We'll talk a little bit about him. I'll let you know some of my thoughts on that young man as well as some other recruiting news and notes involving updates with regards to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. A fourth star added to a certain star recruit in BYU's recruiting class with National Signing Day on the horizon next Wednesday. So we'll get to all that in just a moment. Today's show is brought 
brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks. This is the best site if you want to get into the sports betting world and give it a shot. Do it with BetOnline. There's one place that we trust here on the podcast, and that is BetOnline. Take advantage of their welcome bonus they're offering to all of our listeners right now. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account, but when you make your first deposit, use the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever amount you deposit, 10 bucks, well, guess what? They're giving you 50% of that on top of what you already deposited. You have 15 bucks to play with, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Real simple to do the math on that. Take advantage of this offer, folks. It is a great way to get in on the action. Obviously, NBA action going on nightly, college basketball, NHL. If you're a hockey fan, the Super Bowl coming up. There's prop bets all over the place. Baseball is going to be not too far away. So this is the place to go and bet if you're going to get into the sports betting world. Give it a shot. Once again, go to betonline.ag. Sign up for that free account. And use the promo code Locked On. Get that 50% welcome bonus courtesy of Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, let's talk some BYU football. Obviously, you guys come here for my hot football takes. Okay, let's be honest. I have lukewarm takes at best. But nonetheless, I think some interesting news and notes we need to touch on today. First off, let's go to the recruiting world and start off with a congratulations to Micah Fea. He is a quarterback prospect from Orem High School, so just up the road from BYU, who is committed to the BYU football program as a preferred walk-on. I've talked about on this podcast as we've talked about the recruiting Recruiting for BYU in this 2021 recruiting class, how it felt like they would probably pass on taking a quarterback unless they were a walk-on. And lo and behold, there you go. Micah Fea commits as a preferred walk-on quarterback. He'll come to BYU looking to earn a scholarship. This is an interesting prospect because Faya played in at Orem High School. And of course, I grew up in Orem, so I have a pretty uh, keen uh, insight on how players in that city have developed. And Faya is an interesting prospect. He has all of the size you want to see in a quarterback. Six foot four, 200 pounds, looks every bit the part of a quarterback. Uh, but the interesting part was he's only been a part-time starter for most of his time at Orem High School. This past season, according to Max Preps, had 1,411 yards, 14 passing touchdowns against eight interceptions. Uh, so not necessarily the worst numbers, completing 62.3% of his passes, an average of 13.6 yards per attempt. So uh, you look at it and say, okay, this is intriguing enough. I think that it's a low-risk, potential high-reward option if he comes in and really realizes his potential that maybe wasn't ultimately realized at Orem High School and BYU's coaching staff can unlock something from this young man. Well, guess what? BYU hit a home run in the recruiting department and it didn't cost him anything up front. And I know that the term cost, we look at players sometimes as commodities. They are human beings. Let's be clear about this. This is a young man who's trying to make the best of his situation, wants to continue to play the game he loves. But I like this as a low-risk, potential high-reward option for BYU. I know Kalani Satake has spoken in the past, as well as Aaron Roderick, about their desire to take a quarterback in every class. They don't necessarily specify that it has to be a scholarship quarterback in every class, but I think they understand that bringing in at least one quarterback per recruiting cycle is important, especially in this day and age of the transfer portal. Uh, BYU, so far this offseason, everything's been remarkably quiet on the transfer front. Obviously, I think things will change around spring ball when guys start to realize kind of their situation with BYU and say, you know what, 
I'm sick of maybe being second or third string here. Maybe I can find another school that'll put me as, as a first or second stringer and give me an opportunity to play more. That obviously is something those guys have to weigh. But the good news is so far, I think most of BYU's players are pretty content with where they stand. Uh, coming off a big season like BYU just had, obviously, I think there'll be very few players out there who are going to be thinking, man, I need to get out of here because they want to experience the highs, the thrills, the emotions of everything that they experienced in 2020 all over again. Obviously, the quarterback position is up in the air with Zach Wilson moving on. And by the way, big ups to Zach Wilson, a Maserati young man. Look at you go. Uh, WME management helping him out with that. He's also living in a pretty posh pad down there in Southern California while he trains for pro days and obviously the NFL draft upcoming. But congratulations to that young man. But Micah Fea will come in to BYU ostensibly this fall uh, pending mission service uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and would enter the mix right away. There are a lot of quarterbacks on this roster. You guys can go back a couple of weeks and listen to my BYU position uh, debriefing on the quarterback position and I kind of riff on how many different options BYU has and where guys kind of slot in the pecking order. But a guy like Micah Fea, he fits that uh, that, does, that that goal that Kalani stated multiple times about them wanting to take a quarterback in every recruiting cycle. And as I said, watching him play at Orem High School, there were moments of absolute brilliance from this young man. He showed the ability to run the ball a little bit as well, be kind of that dual threat kid, uh, get himself out of trouble when the pocket collapsed around him. But he was not the guy for the Tigers during his time at Orem. And we'll see if he's able to develop at BYU. I think it's an interesting thing. Another recruiting note uh, to take to be, make you guys aware of, I guess is what I should say, is that Raider DeMooney, the star prospect from Timview High School, obviously the son of BYU uh, recruiting personnel department member Jack DeMooney, he has received that, what I think is a long-deserved fourth star from 24-7 Sports and their composite ratings. He is now a four-star prospect, and I think it's well-deserved. Obviously, Raider will serve a mission before enrolling at BYU, but that is a young man that I am super excited to see playing for the Cougars uh, whenever he gets back from his mission and enters BYU. I think he has all of the makings of being the, one of the next star safeties for the BYU uh, football program. He obviously could play on the offensive side of the ball if BYU opts to put him there, but I'm really excited to see him when he finally is a Cougar. I loved watching him at Timview do what he did. He was in a multifaceted role, uh, really just has all the physical tools that to make you kind of drool and think, okay, this guy can make a huge impact in the defensive secondary. But as I said, he could be a good wide receiver. He could be a running back. I think even if he bulked him up, he could be a decent outside linebacker. Uh, maybe too much weight to pack on there. But regardless, looking forward to seeing that young man and big congratulations to him on getting that fourth star from the 24-7 composite ratings. Uh, those of you who aren't aware of what the composite ratings are, 24-7 sports, obviously they will rate guys on their own, but they also look across the industry. ESPN's rankings, Rivals rankings, they actually take all of them, put them all together, uh, average them out, and that's what gives them what they call their composite ratings. And as a result of his getting bumped up, Raider DeMooney is now a four-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports. And as we've talked about in the past, four-star prospects aren't growing on trees for BYU in the recruiting realm lately. And you hope that at some point maybe they can turn that around. But I really, I, I think until they get that Power 5 moniker attached to their name, it's probably going to be tougher and tougher for BYU to bring in large amounts of four-star talent. But the one thing that can help you in that department 
Win football games. Win them at a high clip. 2020 was a good start. Can you repeat that in 2021? Hey, I think we're going to find out. And I, Obviously, the schedule this year is a heck of a lot more difficult than it was in 2020, but I like the pieces, the, the foundation that Kalani Sitake has got with the Cougars right now, and here's hoping that some of the guys that moved on have left spots that other guys can step in and fill and be able to be effective enough to help BYU have another successful year. I'm looking forward to it, folks, and... I think I think it's going to be a fun fall. I, I was really bullish on BYU's chances in 2020. Obviously, I'm still kind of feeling things out, and there's still a long ways to go. We haven't even made it to spring ball yet for BYU football. And obviously, I'll give you guys a read of what I feel about this program as the spring and summer progress. But I like the pieces. I like the, the, the structure that BYU has built under Kalani. Uh, he's done a good job, I think, of getting the right guys in place, going about re- uh, doing the recruiting system for BYU, trying to find those diamonds in the rough that they can develop and uh, benefit from that. You look at a guy like Brady Christensen, very much a developmental prospect, and now potentially, what, a second, maybe first-round draft pick? Just crazy. But congratulations, nonetheless, to those guys down there in Provo, what they're doing. Here's hoping that as they continue to recruit, guys like Micah Fea come in as preferred walk-ons, for example. They can show what they can do, earn that scholarship, and make good on the best on themselves and also the bet that BYU made on them. That's just kind of the the self-feeding machine I think BYU is trying to develop and I'm looking forward to covering the Cougars and uh, spring ball can't get here fast enough. Obviously the football season is my favorite time of the year. Well, we're still around 200 days away from football, but you know what? We're still going to have a lot of fun in the lead up to the 2021 season. We'll have everything covered for you top to bottom with the BYU football program right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show, wrap up the week, wrap up the month even, with a rundown of where you can find other BYU teams in action this weekend, as well as some other news and notes of what we haven't touched on about the Cougars so far this week. We'll get to all of it here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. We talk a lot about this company, folks, but give Built Bars a chance. They are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had, and I will guarantee that they will be the same for you. 18 unique flavors, both nut and non-nut flavors. They've got you guys covered. No matter what you're looking for flavor-wise, Built Bar has got you covered, guys. Some of the favorite ones that I have, I'm a big fan of the double chocolate. I love Cherry Barcia. It's probably by far my favorite. Uh, Orange is a great one. Salted Caramel has actually been a surprisingly tasty one. And also Carrot Cake, man. You'd be surprised how good all these different protein bars are. They taste like a candy bar. They're soft and easy to chew. It's just the, it's the best option if you're looking to up your protein bar games. Give them a chance. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On while you're there, by the way, and save 20% on your next order. It's a great way to save some money on the best tasting protein bars out there. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Save yourself 20% and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, let's take a minute and talk to you about our good friends at Squire & Company. Love this company. They are the largest Utah-based CPA firm. They serve clients throughout Utah as well as throughout the United States. It was founded on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals. I can tell you this much. I know the founder of the company, Joe Squire. He's done a great job building this company. And then Ray Chipman, who's working with us now here on Locked On Cougars, well, him and his compatriots, they are carrying on that legacy and they've done an incredible job. They have grown into a 
forward and strategic thinking advisory firm that assists large companies select and implement accounting systems like NetSuite, Microsoft Business Central, and QuickBooks. They're also committed to helping individuals. If you guys need individual tax returns, uh, you're an entrepreneur, they got it all for you guys. They can take care of everything you need to take care of. They specialize in seven main industries, helping clients out, uh, mainly construction and real estate, manufacturing and distribution, government, technology, nonprofit, direct selling, and professional services. So if any of those sound like you, well, give them a shot. You can reach out to Ray directly by emailing him at RaymondC at Squire.com or giving him a call at 801-477-4950. You can learn more about Squire and company by going to www.squire.com. The best part about it, two different offices, one in Orem and also one in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, very strategically placed to help you guys out wherever your businesses or yourself are located. Give them a shot. Squire is the best. Once again, reach out to Ray directly, Raymond C at Squire.com or give them a call 801-477-4950. That's Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, folks, let's run down where you can find other BYU sports teams in action this weekend. We'll start off the men's and women's track and field. Two different events they'll be participating in, the UW Preview in Seattle, Washington, as well as the Weber, Store, Weber State Indoor Invitational up there in Ogden. Obviously, the squads will split, send players to both events, but best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams as they continue on with their indoor season. Men's tennis has a back-to-back set facing off against Oregon in Eugene. They will take on uh, the Ducks this afternoon at 4 o'clock Mountain Time and then rematch against them tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Women's uh, Swimming and Diving is in action up in Salt Lake City against their rival Utah at the Ute Natatorium. That takes place this evening at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go to BYUcougars.com get links for previews, live streams for all these teams in action. Also, Women's Gymnastics, the number 12 ranked team in the country. They are headed up to Utah State to take on the number 21 ranked Aggies in a dual meet at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum. That's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. If you want to track that, go to BYUcougars.com. You can watch that one. Also, women's tennis in action tomorrow as they take on Dixie State at the indoor tennis courts. That's an early one at 10 a.m. as BYU women's tennis looks to go to 2-0 on the season. Also, women's basketball. There will be a doubleheader of BYU men's and women's basketball tomorrow at home. The women's basketball program will take on San Diego at noon at the Marriott Center. It will be streamed live on the BYU TV app if you want to watch that way. And then, obviously, at 4 o'clock, the men's basketball program will be taking on Pacific on the CBS Sports Network. And then finally, women's soccer. They are in action for the first time this spring. They'll be taking on Weber State in an exhibition match at the Zions Bank Real Academy in Harriman. That match will be televised live on BYU TV at 5 p.m. if you want to watch them in action. Also streaming on the BYU TV app. Uh, the women's soccer program you're going to look to have a great season upcoming. BYU All-American uh, Michaela Coulihan was named to the Herman uh, watch list, which is the uh, top women's soccer player in the sport. Think of the Heisman for college football. It's the Mac Herman Trophy. It's the same thing in women's soccer. Congratulations to her. Also, women's uh, soccer program was picked to finish first in the West Coast Conference. Not all that surprising. Uh, they are the best program in the conference, in my opinion. Jennifer Rockwood has done an incredible job building this program. They got nine of the ten first place votes. Santa Clara took the other one and finished in second place. BYU got 81 points overall. And 
once again, you can find them in action for the first time in exhibition play tomorrow evening. They'll open up the season officially a week from tomorrow when they take on Utah at the Zions Bank Real Academy once again. So there you go. Rundown of where you can find the Cougars in action this weekend. Hope you guys enjoy it. It should be a fun weekend of all things BYU sports. Of course, we'll be back here on Monday recapping it all for you. uh, Catching you up on everything that happened over the weekend with the Cougars, men's basketball, how they did against Pacific. Looking ahead to their matchup at San Diego. Plenty of BYU football talk still to be talked about as well. We got it all covered for you. So join us each and every day and a big thank you for your support of the podcast as always. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And, of course, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 29th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys soon.